0: Welcome to the BizTimes MKE podcast and our weekly debrief. I'm Arthur Thomas, an associate editor at BizTimes Media. I'm joined this week by reporter Meredith Meyer. Meredith, how's it going? Good.
1: Happy it's Friday.
0: Happy it's Friday. And Andrew Wyland, editor of BizTimes Media. Andrew, how are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Excellent. So... Uh, We have Meredith on this week because Thursday she was at Fiserv Forum for the Milwaukee Bucks, taking on the Brooklyn Nets and winning, which is um, good. We extend, you know, at least get one more game out of the series for sure. Um, But it was quite the atmosphere. And so, you know, it's kind of the first time we've had full capacity back at the Fiserv Forum. Big, exciting game. Um, And so I wanted to talk to Meredith about kind of, the atmosphere in in the building. Um, what was it like? What it what was the the feeling of being in Pfizer Forum for a packed playoff game after a year of or a year plus of not having events like that?
1: I would say it was electric. Um, fans were very excited to be there. Uh, I think the total attendance count was around sixteen thousand three hundred, um, and right now full capacity is considered to be around 16500 just because of the way they configure the seating during the playoffs um so yeah that's a sellout game and uh it could it definitely was apparent uh, as the team was playing i mean they have not experienced the level of noise in the building and excitement um <laughs> at the level that it was um so it was just you could totally tell they were feeding off the crowd's energy they came out really hot too and um you know kind of had a an early lead for a little bit um and I mean people were just absolutely jumping out of their seats like for the few, first few points that were scored um it was it was a. Uh, overwhelming at times but also super fun and uh it was just cool to see people you know in a crowd again interacting with one another um i could just definitely tell people are excited to be there and energized by the whole situation and happy to be watching live sports again in the indoor arena
2: yeah i mean if you've ever been to a nba playoff game it's a whole nother level of experience than just a typical regular season game. But I have to believe, you know, I wasn't there. You were, you were there last night. I was watching on TV, but I just got to believe the, you know, there's the playoff excitement combined with the, we haven't been to a sold out thing event in so long that just made it even more exciting for everybody.
1: Yeah. There was some extra hype around it for sure. And, um deer district had a outdoor watch party as well where probably an additional like 2000 maybe 2500 people were gathered watching and it was very reminiscent of the 2019 playoffs where that area was just packed with fans and mm-hmm. you could see that on national tv and that was super cool for milwaukee um there was probably about half of the crowd there this year um just because i think people are still a bit slow you know, to getting back into kind of public gathering um, spaces. Um, but even that environment out there, um, when I ventured out there for a little while, was very energized and um, people were just having fun. They're drinking, eating, enjoying the nice weather. It was like, you know, 75, 80 degrees and a beautiful night. So it was, it was a quintessential Milwaukee night, I guess, with you know the the special element of having the Bucks in round two of the playoffs.
2: The Deer District was just such a, a hit a couple of years ago. Um, you know, it was like a whole new it's like a whole new Milwaukee. It's just a whole different feeling over there. Um and it was a magnet for people. All those establishments are reopened now, I I believe, except for Punch Bowl Social, is that right?
1: Yes, that's correct. So the three um the three are good city brewing drink wisconsinably and then the mecca sports bar and grill which that one is owned by the bucks Mm -hmm.
0: so they had a good night
1: yeah they were all packed Mm
0: -hmm. um just thinking back to this winter you know i think it was in our january issue you had a story about kind of consumer psychology as we kind of come out of the pandemic and obviously everyone who's going you know Choosing to go to the Bucks game is probably, you know, really ready to get out and get back to it. But kind of sounds like, you know, not really seeing like any kind of hesitancy of like getting out, spending money. Um, I think the biggest thing is can can venues, you know, keep up with the demand? Whether it's a uh, you know a bar restaurant, they have the staff to do it, Um, they have supply to do it, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I think obviously staffing seems to be the number one issue for the service industry right now. Um, you know, I don't know specifically about the establishments like in deer district, how they handled all of that last night and, um, during this past week. Um, but yeah, it'll, it's obviously a very good thing that crowds are now coming back because that's, that was the big problem for, all of those establishments down there that the Bucks were not bringing people into Pfizer forum because they weren't um, playing with fans. So now we have the people, but it's, yeah, it's going to be the challenge of uh, operating in that high level capacity, especially as um, concerts begin to return to the area um, at Pfizer forum, eventually summer fest. Um, so we'll have to see, uh, I guess it's a matter of time and yeah.
0: Yep. So let's shift gears a little bit, Andrew, um, a couple of items coming from Madison this week, the uh, the state legislature, the budget writing committee working on the state budget. Um, so good news for the Milwaukee public museum. They, they're funding for their um, new location about $40 million worth um, was kind of passed It's not the final budget, but it was, you know, included in the the latest version. Uh, But bad news for the near west side of Milwaukee, um, where funding for new state office building that was going to go over there um, wasn't included. So what do you make of this? Um, Some good news, some bad news for some major projects in Milwaukee.
2: Yeah, um, some pretty, pretty big deals for Milwaukee in terms of these, you know, this, the state funding of these projects, the the Milwaukee Public Museum, I think, you know, is getting more support. You know, the, first of all, it's hard to get any kind of, you know, the the legislature, you know, it's a very conservative legislature and they're reluctant to, to spend money on, on things that they consider wasteful. Um, one could look at the public museum and say that's, sort of a frivolous project, but it's an important cultural institution in Wisconsin. And quite frankly, it's in very dire situation where their facility is so old and deteriorating, quite literally leaking on the priceless exhibits that are there and the artifacts that are there, that the museum is at risk of losing its accreditation, which would be a disastrous thing to happen for a really you know, first-class, you know, elite-level museum that the Milwaukee Public Museum is. So, the state legislature seems to see the urgency there and is agreeing to provide forty million dollars uh, for that project. That's a big first step for the Milwaukee Public Museum to put together. They need two hundred forty million to build the new museum that they are planning to do. So, they have a long way to go. But forty million commitment from the state is a nice down payment to get them started. They're going to have to do a lot of private fundraising Uh, i think they're anticipating you know 150 million in private contributions and then another i mean that comes out to another 50 million needed and they're seeking additional public funds Uh, they seem to think they can get some from the federal government maybe from the county i don't know where in the world the county would come up with money but um that's sort of what the public museum is attempting to do so we'll see how that goes that's such a significant project just from a cultural community standpoint, but will also be a big, a big construction and development project for downtown Milwaukee. The other one you mentioned is, you know, the state has an office building downtown. It's very old. I think it was built in the sixties and it's in very bad shape. And um, when uh, Scott Walker was still governor, a plan was put forward to replace that office building with a new office building Um, the state Kind of did an RFP process to try to figure out where it should be. The state ended up selecting a site at 27th and Wisconsin Avenue, so in that what's called the Near West Side area. It's an area that, quite frankly, is you know is, is challenged with some you know poverty and disinvestment issues, and could uh, a state office building with a whole bunch of employees would be a nice shot in the arm for that neighborhood. And that's quite frankly what advocates for the Near West Side are hoping for. But you know, it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of money. It's 164 million dollars to build a new office building, at a time when there's a lot of questions being asked about the need for office space. After so many people have been working from home, you've got people in state government saying, "Wait a minute, do we really need to spend 164 million dollars on a new office building? Um, do these people need to be in an office? Could they be at home, or could we?" Considering the, the stress that the office market is is being put under, you know, because of the pandemic and work from home, there's a lot of people thinking, well, the state, if the state needs office space. It could just find some other office space downtown. There are, There's other vacant spaces that are probably less expensive than spending $164 million on a new building. So the state bought this site at 27th and Wisconsin to put this building up. Which Near West Side Partners really hopes they do, but the funding has not been approved yet by the legislature, and right now it's being—you know—it it did not pass Joint Finance Committee, so it probably means this project sits in limbo for a while, and maybe they try again at it in two years, the next biennial budget. I, I don't know. That's it's it's on it's on the back burner, that's for sure now.
0: Yeah, it kind of seems like a little bit of a mix of. Uh, timing, you know, with just with the pandemic, it's kind of like, okay, I mean, there's been other talk of what, you know, what is the future of, of state office buildings? And right. I mean, this one's a little bit unique, because I, I believe there's some of the Department of Justice stuff and some other kind of um, offices where it wouldn't really make sense to have that done from home. Um, I've seen that argument, but, you know, it's a little bit timing, a little bit you know, it's an investment in Milwaukee. It's a little bit um, big investment for the state. So yeah, you can see maybe it has to wait another two years, which is a bad thing for the near West side that could use the, they certainly would like to have the investment. Um, So we'll have to wait and see. Um, I think that will wrap it up for this week on the weekly debrief. Um, A reminder, you can find stories about the topics we talked about and a lot of other things. Uh, Meredith had a great story today on, Uh, Freighter Health suing their insurance provider, Um, and there's loads and loads more stories. Alex Zank, our real estate reporter, has been keeping busy all week um, with deals. I think he had five stories yesterday, so um, visit us at biztimes.com. If you're an Insider subscriber, thank you so much for your support. That really helps make our work possible. If you're not an Insider yet, uh, visit us at biztimes.com to become one and get access to all of our great local journalism. So with that, thank you, Meredith and Andrew, for joining me. Thanks. Have a good weekend,
1: everybody.